You're listening to Gen X Gamers Podcast. Y'all, welcome to the Gen X Gamer Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2, Apex, Council of War. I'm excited to bring the second episode of this installment of Gen X Gamers. We've got great things planned. I'm going to have Wacko, Jacko, and Nightshade on with me today. They are my frequent party companions in Apex, and we are going to be holding our very first Council of War, where we sit down and really discuss what's happening with us, because we're at a critical moment in this fight during Season 7 of Apex, and I, I think you're going to enjoy what what where this Council goes, at least I hope so. I mean, it's not scripted, so maybe it'll turn into revolution, and I will be ousted as the um, self, self-declared leader of this uh band of brothers but regardless uh it should be a lot of fun so hey uh what a week welcome i'm glad you're here we're gonna do a little update on the console wars and uh you know give you a little gaming news in a minute those are a few fun things that you can look forward to in this episode uh you know this week i don't know what games you've been playing or if you tried anything out but i was gaming with a couple buddies of mine and i jumped on to rocket league for the first time now these guys know what they're doing right like they play their ranked game and they're pretty elite and i'd heard about rocket league actually from chris uh maggard callie chris uh, i knew he liked the game his kid liked the game and and of course i've seen it you know some gameplay of it seen it on twitch and different things but i've never actually played the game and so i got into this game with them and i was mesmerized by what they were able to do i mean their their cars flipping and flying through the air they were legitimately playing soccer like a real soccer player like making passes and blocks and doing these incredible feats with this race car in this virtual world and I'm thinking how are you doing this like the controls are super simple it's not like you know there's all these different functions that each button holds there's like three different buttons that you use and that's about it but regardless it was it was incredible to watch what they did and so I started playing Rocket League a little bit for the first time and I really enjoyed it what a great game I highly suggest it I'm usually not into those types of games Um, but that one pulled me in and I can see why it has such a huge following. So that was kind of my like new game of the week, which was, uh, which was fun to do. Um, what games are you guys playing? I'm always interested. By the way, you can always follow me on twitch.tv slash Kitacorius. I, uh, I like to stream some of the games I play. You'll see up there, there's some Fall Guys and some Apex. I think the Rocket League is up there. And uh, so if you ever want to check out some of the things that I'm talking about during this podcast, uh, go to twitch.tv slash and you can find stuff there. Also, if you ever want to learn about any of the hosts that jump in with us, if you want to uh, check out uh, just a few informational items, you can also go to genxgamers.com. Uh, .us at that website. You can find links to the podcast, a few videos, and some different things there. Anyway, okay, guys, so I'm excited to be here. This is Kid Aquarius. Um, we are going to jump into our gaming news in a minute. It's that exciting time of the week. So what can I say? Uh, it's time for gaming news in a minute. Here we go. 
Welcome to this week's gaming news in a minute. Let's start off with what's on everyone's minds. Console release week. This week, both Microsoft and Sony release their new consoles. Always an exciting moment. The real verdict never really comes in until much, much later. But at the very least, we can look at what happened this week and make a few comments like, Sony, what the H? You balked up your release and everyone knows it. What a tumultuous joke. If you didn't know when Sony if you didn't know when Sony announced the price point for the new system with more information to come, every online retail, retailer sold out of the units moments later before Sony ever announced when the pre-sale period would start and end. This caused an incredible amount of distrust in Sony's users and fans. Many of them were left wondering how am I possibly going to get my hands on a Sony PlayStation 5 before Christmas? How can they trust the organization now or anything it says if they can't even take care of their own users? That's it. Sony for president in 2024. It sounds like an ideal candidate that would fit right in line with our other candidates. Another knock would have to be the dreaded console problems. There's always this period of time during new releases where you worry that your console will have some defect. And then what do you do, right? Like this is, this is the brand new release of the consoles. And for all you know, they're all going to burn up and explode like those little razor bike things. Well, take a big gulp, right? What if... The red ring of death strikes again. Did you guys ever experience that? I mean, it really was a horror movie that you never want to experience. I personally fell victim to it, and I'm still traumatized. I can still see it. It's red eye gleaming at me from below my black television screen. And no amount of visine will cure that ailment. I, I mean, I tried everything from towel wrapping to seances with Fusajiro-san. Ultimately... I had to bury the console in the backyard next to my old dog, Buddy. Reports quickly surfaced that now, with the PS5, users are kind of having some major issues. Storage issues. Rest mode issues. Tom's Guide already has a long list of don'ts in order to keep your PS5 functional until Sony has some time to figure it all out. So... Whether Sony or Microsoft will win this console battle in the long run, I'm not sure. But right now, Sony, with regards to the, you know, launch, eh, we'll see. Regardless, as stated on last week's podcast, early reports coming in say that the difference maker right now in the gameplay is the DualSense controller. For example, the gameplay experience from Call of Duty Cold War is essentially the same irregardless or regardless of the console, except for the PS DualSense controller. As an Xbox Elite controller user, I guess I'll just have to rely on the natural shaking that comes with old age to give me the same sensation. Uh, until then, or until at least Xbox comes up with their their rival to the DualSense controller. Uh, so Call of Duty Cold War, you know, that's one of the newest games released for this uh, next-gen console. And, you know, it's nostalgic for all like, Gen X gamers who grew up during the Cold War, honestly. The campaign mode's pretty fun, and it's fun to be pitted against the good old USSR. However, the most fun I've had with the game up until now has been the zombie mode. I, I, I've not been a huge fan of zombie mode historically, but it is a good time to kill wave after wave of zombies in this survival mode. That adds in some pretty cool elements to make it more than just a mass execution until you're overrun with these, you know, bloodthirsty 
demons. The weapon and abilities you pick up along the way, as well as unlocking different areas of the map to make it easier to maneuver, makes the game enjoyable. It feels like a horror genre game at some moments when you're down in the dark uh, bunkers. So, I mean, it's no eel bursting out of a heron in mid-flight, but it's definitely pretty spooky. For those Gen X gamers who feel like games have moved away from that genre that really peaked during your early 20s, I'm talking about the RTS genre. A few ex-Blizzard employees have formed a new company called Frost Giant Gaming to bring the next high-end RTS game to the market. And so with the experience they had making the RTS great StarCraft 2, perhaps we will finally have a relevant RTS game since it feels like the genre kind of went dead after Dota 2, right? Last but not least, the final update to Stardew Valley is imminent reported by the creator. Fans of the Harvest Moon-esque cultivating RPG have been waiting for a year and a half for the last update, and it's coming soon. For those who have not played Stardew Valley ever, do yourself a favor. Go play it. And if you have kids, you know, at home, because you're homeschooling them, or every other day they're at home, make it a mandatory class. They should have a Stardew Valley school class. Tell them it will teach them skills of survival in a world that is inevitably going to end up in a post-apocalyptic fight for survival lifestyle anyway. So this, this game really can prepare your kids for the future. But no, seriously, download it and just spend one gaming session giving this game a go. I know you're going to see it, roll your eyes and think, uh, is, is, is Kitakoria serious? Believe me, you will thank me. It is fantastic. And that is... Your gaming news in a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that gaming news in a minute. Now it is time, though, for the most important time of the podcast, and that's to talk about gaming. And this week, I have pulled together to hold our own council of Elrond here, our own council of war about Apex. It's our Apex council of war with the GXG Nakama. I've brought in Nightshade and Wacko Jacko, or better known as Chris Maggard and Jack Kingsford. Actually, maybe they're better known as Nightshade and Wacko Jacko. I have no idea. Either way, here they are to engage in our own council of war. Nightshade, Wacko Jacko, welcome to the program. Uh, glad to have you here. Thanks. Oh, it's so exciting. Uh, you, you just told us, uh, show up. We're going to talk about Apex, and there's no agenda. So, no agenda. Uh, we're ready for anything, just like uh, Chris, an, an Apex battle. We've just jumped hot. <laughs> yeah, Chris, is. Uh, this is your second week, man. That's exciting. Yeah, man. It's uh, Keep it going. Well, I'm pretty sure that if, if, if we were in the midst of quarantine – and uh, if Chris and I were more localized, we probably would just have our own show going. I mean, Chris is essentially the co-host in many ways. Either way, <laughs> we are going to move forward. Chris's kids have pancakes. Jack, your kids are occupied with what? Oh, I just built them a little playhouse. So they are upstairs outside playing in this little, yeah, essentially a playhouse I made them last night. Okay, so last night you build them a playhouse and they're um, social distancing, practicing wearing masks in the playhouse and uh, living their best lives. Chris, you are um, uh, your kids are eating gluten-free pancakes for sure, and uh, it's time to move forward with this Council of War. Are you prepared? 
With lots of kale hidden inside. Of course, of course there's kale hidden inside. Uh, by the way, everyone, he's not kidding. There is, they are kale pancakes, if there's such a They're thing. They're nice and green. <laughs> pretend it's St. Patrick's Day every Sunday. <laughs> okay, guys, it is time to talk Apex. I mean, Apex is the game that I have um, referenced more than any other game in all of the Gen X Gamer podcast episodes. And so today's episode is all about Apex. A week ago, Season 7 launched with a whole new character, Horizon, as well as a whole new map. That's not necessarily what I want to talk about at length today, but really quickly, what are your initial impressions of Season 7 with regards to the new map and the new hero, Horizon? Who wants to start? Jack, what, what do you think of it? Oh, sure. I, I love updates. I love new characters. Um, Horizon's pretty cool. Probably the first week or two weeks, I try to play her every day, and I was watching YouTube videos on pros, you know, that that player and practicing launching and sliding and attacking. She's pretty cool, um, but I love all the updates, right, that they've done with all the characters. You know, they usually kind of revamp them to make them a little more even, and I'm actually loving Loba right now. She's kind of my favorite. I'm able to get my favorite loadouts right away so and the map um we were playing last night and i was telling you that took me a little while to get used to the map because i kept jumping over over walls and just falling to my death in fact our last game you're like wait wait don't don't jump over that wall so i'm still still trying to remember and figure out the maps i'm not as quick as memorizing but i'm i'm digging it yeah, actually, for anybody who hasn't played Apex Season 7, the map is, is it Olympus? I think Olympus is the name, but yes. it's basically a cloud city. In my gaming news in a minute last week, I referenced, you know, Lando Calrissian wanting to be, you know, the dictator of it because it's like up in the clouds. So, yeah, there's all of these like empty spaces where if you're not looking at the square at your little mini map up in the right hand corner, you're easily going to jump over a wall and fall into some big hole down to who knows where. So, yeah. Hey, Chris, what's your uh, what's your take? It's massive. Um, We were all pretty overwhelmed. I still have no idea where I am most of the time. Um, I don't think I've played as much on the new season as you guys. We, We all took about what, a two-month uh, hiatus, and then we hit back into se- se- season seven with uh, refreshed vigor. Um, and uh, it's, I mean, it's a bright, very different world than the, uh, the other two. I guess not many of the denizens of the land are able to get up into this cloud city. And it has uh, interesting ways to traverse you know, the large... Uh, size of it, uh, either that uh, the motorbike, or, or there's uh, a, you know a tube that sort of shoots you to different parts of it, and so it does add a lot of changes. I noticed there's a lot more open space, and so um, where you know as we said, you can jump off into oblivion, but you can also stumble into an open space where people are already kind of waiting for you to do so, and the and you'll get picked off immediately uh, if you don't uh, quickly dive into cover and so that uh, everybody's kind of still uh, getting used to this giant new world together yeah but, I, uh, oh go ahead fun yeah i it's think very refreshing you bring up that open space i think more than before snipers are like long distance shooting is important right like you have a lot more opportunity to snipe in this one than any other because of that like yeah anyway 
Yeah, particularly once the circle starts to get smaller, um, people will position themselves really well, and you won't just have one person shooting at you. If you stumble out, uh, you know, there's you know three people immediately trying to headshot you, and you're screaming and running away if you don't know uh, kind of where where things are. So, you know, I brought together this council of war and, and there's a major issue that I want to discuss, right? Like there's something that we need to come together and, and really talk about. But before I get to that, I, I do want to hear, and I want, you know, anybody listening in, any of those Gen Xers who are playing Apex currently, or we're trying, we're finally convincing to jump in and join our clan and, uh, and join that world. I do want to hear about your personal favorites. Um, Jack, you mentioned that Loba is currently your favorite character to play. Is that what you, you, would you say she's your overall favorite character? And if so, why? If not, what other character is and why? Oh man, good question. Um, This last season, I was still playing Apex because it's really the only game I play. It takes me so long to get good at any game. So I kind of always fall back. But I was playing Revenant last season and I'm and I really dig Revenant. He's probably got the most kills of any character now. Um, I just love his ultimate. He's allowed me to just stay alive just a little longer. Um, I always seem to love rushing in, and even though I'm not the best shot, but he allows me to like go in, blast people, and then kind of reset, recharge, and then I can go back in. So I've really learned to like Revenant. But this season, I'm telling you, Loba, the fact that her ultimate can recharge so fast, I'm starting to really like her. But it is kind of funny because you do kind of give away your position when you put down your ultimate. Yeah. So it's right now it's between Revenant and Loba, but I love them all, man. There's there's elements of all of them that are that are good, but I would say Revenant right now yeah yeah it's funny because you know the one issue we've already had we've always had where we butt heads is that i'm like cruising down the map full speed and you're like eight light years behind us and so Uh now with loba the problem is is that every like 100 yards you're stopping and throwing down that stupid black market and it's like okay (laughs) guess i'll turn around we get to a new area and and then and then once we set up shop we stop and then jack's like we gotta go to the next area i need more stuff you know wait jack wait there's enemies no 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 there's stuff there's gold i'm like perched on a wall somewhere just looking at the birds up in the sky waiting but it's okay it's causing me to learn patience um okay so (laughs) uh chris what about you um as everybody knows you know i i kind of stick with three characters uh if there's one thing in this world, I, sh- I wouldn't want to wish for this, but then, you know, I would be so tempted if someone said, you know, you got to wish for something. If I could be like extremely good at Apex, it's like one of those things in my mind that I just like, oh, my gosh, if I could just have a magical ability to up my uh, eye, mouse, hand coordination uh, here, um, then I'd probably be able to play all the characters better. But I- I've stuck with uh, Gibraltar as my main character uh, pretty much throughout He's luckily gotten better over the seasons. Um, That gun shield really helps me a lot because I'm not very good at the one-on-one dogfights. So even though he's a giant target, and I've kind of realized that uh, that giant target is a a huge bane against him. But uh, uh, Gibraltar is, you know, if you don't play the game, he's sort of the the giant character with uh, more armor and 
can throw down a big shield and things like that. Um, I also like uh, Lifeline. She's a, one of the small, smallest characters, uh, um, sort of focuses on healing. And then uh, Bangalore, who who's uh, more uh, has a great smoke uh, ability that allows you to escape or to use in creative ways. Cool. I think, uh, you know, what's funny about you being Gibraltar is that in all the games we play in all of our history in gaming, Gibraltar breaks the stereotype of character that you would normally enjoy. That's what's really interesting to me. Like if I was given all of our, all the apex characters right now and it was like, okay, select one for Chris to play. Gibraltar would not be the one I would think you'd be playing. Right. (laughs) Right. Like I would see you being more of a wraith or an octane, but you, uh, yeah. you, you have definitely taken on Gibraltar. Well, and, and for whatever reason, I've, I've tried Wraith and Octane, and uh, you know, I love them, but uh, I just don't do that well. And then whenever I was playing uh, you know, Gibraltar early on, I just did much better. Mm. Uh, I guess the survivability uh, of so. him just uh, really changes things up. Yeah. But, you know. Well, um, okay, next thing that I think we should discuss then is well who's your favorite Corey? I'm oh thank you curious jack and i forgot to mention you know nightshade wacko jacko if you have any questions you're more than welcome to throw out discussion questions too uh but you know my favorite character i do appreciate trying out all the different characters and in different moments i like to try different characters with regards to the new character horizon i also think she's really fun to play and uh and pretty cool her ultimate's different um at first i thought her 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 um her first ability was way too similar to Octane's, but then I realized not at all because I was watching some players like they threw down her little windstorm, and instead of using it to like boost them up to a different level or to advance them, they just sat at the top of that thing and was like sniping yeah. in midair. And I was like, oh my gosh, I never thought of doing that. So I'm really excited to test that out. However, my favorite is still actually my favorite from the very, very beginning. I love playing Pathfinder. The ability to manipulate the battleground and get somewhere um, where others can't be or to you know quickly change your position in in a mini battle is really great with Pathfinder. I love I, I love Pathfinder's ability and and his his mobility. So, <laughs> Jack, yeah. thanks for asking. You're welcome. Loadouts. You guys, oh, sorry, Jack. What were you going to ask? Well, just one last thing before moving to loadouts. Did you guys see when they had um, Wraith for a short period of time running like Naruto? Hasn't she always ran like Naruto? Oh, maybe. But they recently changed it because the. Uh, People got mad that her, um, oh, what is it called? Like her, her shot radius, you know, was s- smaller or less than other people's. Oh, really? So they like they changed it back to just like the normal running stance. The th- I, she kind of hunches over. A little yeah, bit, yeah, so she does. There are some. I think Wraith is the most controversial character in my opinion. She hands down is top tier every season right and no matter what mm-hmm. they do to change it the bottom line is is that really elite gamers can use wraith to their advantage in such a way that she is just always top tier <laughs> she really is um so when it comes to loadout i'm interested what is your if you got one loadout um what what two weapons are you choosing For Do me, I need for to? G- sure, you know, Jack. For okay, sure, for the it. vault, the vault, and then um, my secondary would kind of depend, but always the vault. If I can get the vault in there, I usually do really well. 
Okay. Volt and anything else? Yeah, I could either do long range or a shotgun. Okay, cool. What shotgun are you going with? Um, I've been sticking with the Mastiff, but I've been trying to see if I can make the Eva 8 work for me and still struggling with that Eva 8. Ooh, that Eva 8 with the double tap is brutal. I know, yeah, but I've still been struggling with it. Yeah. So, well, that uh that um it does pack a punch that good old uh what one did you bring? Oh, the Mastiff. So, Mastiff, yeah. 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 Cool. Chris, what's your loadout? Uh for me, I I seem to do really well with the triple take. And then uh, one of the uh, uh, the heavy sort of machine gun family, a- any of those, uh, uh, is, is what I l- really like to do. I like to be able to shoot for a long time, get my aim. Even if I miss a mm-hmm. bit, I need to <laughs> it's just to keep shooting. And uh, that's sort of what I always uh, gravitate towards. And I don't know why. Uh, you know, I've tried the other sniper rifles, but I think it's because the triple take has a little wider shot. So it gives me uh, – and it, sometimes it does a lot and sometimes it does less, but uh, – you know, you you have a better chance of you know, hitting somebody that's a ways off, even if you're not right on. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you're thinking like Spitfire or? Yeah, I'm talking Spitfire or the. Um, I just uh, spaced the uh, other one. Uh, Spitfire is my probably the one I enjoy the most, even though it's a little slower. Um, like the Flatline three hundred one. The Flatline. I'm sorry. Yeah, Flatline. Flatline and Spit Spitfire. Are, I would take well the heavy yeah the heavy and, and, I, and I really love the hemlock I know a lot of people might not love it as much but I, I just really like love the hemlock and I don't usually sit shoot it single you know single is good for some distance but I, I do the three burst and uh, I just love it especially close up mm. cool yeah and so I know a lot of people don't choose that weapon but I think I think loadout is one of the hardest questions for me I think that's probably Mm-hmm. One of my sticky points where I could become a better player if I could really hone in on a loadout. I just love trying all the different guns. And so that's that's actually problematic because as as you get more used to, you know, the same guns, then you become better at playing them. So that's 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 probably my biggest problem is I love trying all the different guns. When it comes to snipers, I love the Sentinel, although I think the triple take is the easiest to use. But I think the Sentinel is once you charge it with those uh with the um, shield thingy badoogers, I uh, you know that becomes a good weapon. But I think my go-to is actually the Volt and the Alternator. I love those two um, SMGs. Uh, the Alternator I know is just like your most basic gun, but a fully kitted Alternator is smooth and uh, and it just can do a lot of damage really quickly. Yeah, I've, in I've never really close uh, had range. Good times with the Alternator. Never had a good time with the Alternator. Maybe everyone can share. What what gun do you hate? I mean, obviously not the Mozambique, oh, which well, everyone hates. But. This is an easy, great question, Chris. So if I can just <laughs> eliminate a gun right off the map, I hate the Havoc. Oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. I, it's it's just all over the place for me. I can't control that dang thing. And uh, and without a barrel stabilizer, you know, it doesn't take mm-hmm. a barrel stabilizer. It just seems like it's going all over the place. I have a harder time with the Devotion than the Havoc for some reason. but. Oh. Both the, of them just go through ammo like Yeah, they do. The problem with the devotion, devotion with a hop up though is awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Jack, the devotion is like the biggest tease in the world. I want to pick up the devotion, but if I don't get a hop up for the devotion, then that that gun is just going to get me killed because the startup yeah. on it is so delayed 
that it you, you know <laughs> you're just gonna get mowed down if yeah, but yeah. uh with that hop up you're right it is sweet that's why i'm loving loba man i just keep dropping it and then i find a hop up and i pick it up and then i'll get a devotion <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay guys we need to talk about what's most important here though are you ready I've called this council of war because we need to discuss why is it I've seen the post games and you guys talk like when you're not gaming with our group, you do well or good. I've shown you (laughs) my screenshots and you guys, you guys know that I can put out some pretty hefty, awesome numbers. Why can we not successfully compete as a threesome? And what I mean is, by successfully compete is with the amount of apex gaming that we've done, we should be top five almost every single match. You know, you can't help it when you drop hot or something doesn't go your way and you get third partied and things like that. And you get taken out early, but why we are not getting top five every single time blows my mind. Why is it that the, that the three of us or even three from our group, right? So including Furman or anyone else, why is it that we cannot successfully compete every single game? What's, what's holding us back? What, what gets in the way? I have my own hypothesis, but I don't want to go there yet. I don't want to, I don't want to you know, uh, influence your take on this. Um, I, I would love to hear maybe your thoughts on that. Any ideas? Have you guys ever even thought about that? Like wondered, huh, why, why don't we do so well when we're together? We seem to do well separately, but not so much together. Um, I, I think about it all the time since we started playing. Like uh, when we often get nailed by the first or second group we run into, and then you know we'll play for a bit, and then we'll both we'll all get off and play a little later on our own, share our you know uh, screenshots, and we all did ex- you know extremely well. And uh, and we've tried different things. I know we talk about it. I've tried like just don't even just follow right behind Corey the whole time because Corey is very fast. Uh, he's he's off in a way if you don't if you're not behind him. But I, other teams I play with, they're they're off. They're sometimes like that, and uh, I don't know. You know, it's 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 really been a mystery to me of why. Uh, if it's a sort of I don't know performance anxiety or or just personality differences <laughs> of how we're uh, there's a pill for that, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to impress Corey. Oh. <laughs> Jack, there might, do you have- be, there might be there might be some truth to that last statement. Um, yeah, I when I do well, um, I'm usually able to keep up with whoever I'm with. Um, so I think, at least from what I've seen, it's either my my inability to quickly get loadouts and quickly feel comfortable with my character, and so I keep lagging behind, and then so then when we get into get into a a battle or something that takes me a while to either catch up to the team to help out. Um, I think that's my, my personal biggest issue. That's what I've been trying to get better at, at least when we play, but we haven't played in played quite a bit in a little while, but yeah, True. my goal is to just try to stay with the team. Cause that's, that's a game changer, right? I mean, seconds, seconds can mean a game. It's about, um, you know, just helping your teammate out once they've like, basically, you know, you just have to sneeze on the other opponent. And if you're not there to, to just put that nail in the coffin, they'll heal up and then, then we're out. Yeah. You know, I, 
so what I hear you both saying is I'm moving too quickly. I need to slow down. Well, I know we, we brought that up a bunch of times before, and you're like, well, fine, you lead it. But, but oftentimes, I mean, we, even when we're trying to stay together, when, when we get into battle, it's like, hey, wait, wait, where are you guys? You know, whoever is engaging. In, uh, and I don't know, you know why it is. Maybe we have to just practice, like, step together, left foot, right foot, or something. Well, so just, you know, style, yeah. I think, is a big answer there, right? Like, people have different play styles. And my play style is is definitely different than than your guys's, and maybe they just don't mesh so well. I guess I don't know. Here is one interesting thing, though, that I have to bring up, and that is, no matter who I'm playing with in the group, um, and by the way, I seem to be most successful with Furman. Like me and Furman have had m- many victories in comparison to the others, um, and so maybe our play styles are closer. I'm not sure, but regardless. When I'm playing duos with any of us, we seem to do pretty good. Like I can do much better in duos with anybody in the group. But when we hit that that dynamic of three versus three compared to two v two, that just seems to be one too many variables. I am 100% positive that I am not good enough to carry anybody, right? Like that's, that's, I'm not that skilled, but I know that I can do really well in in on a consistent basis um so i don't know it's an interesting thing i've been trying to wrap my head around and it could be very much that i need to adapt my play style to better fit um our group i'm not sure you know the last game that we played yesterday were we we didn't take out that those two players but we kept going back and forth and kind of you know breaking down their shields and they kept running away and we kept running away and healing up like we kept backing out coming back in um that was a really fun game and what i did notice is that in that in that game we were we were moving a lot we weren't just staying in battle but we were trying to break away more to try to heal up um anyways it's just something i noticed from the last you're saying instead of just going in and this is we're either going to survive or lose but having a mentality of okay let's get in and do whatever damage we can but at the same time trying to heal yeah, well, at least, I mean, that one we survived the longest, um, and it was fun, you know, because we kept running around and telling each other where these characters were, and we were, for the most part, communicating a lot, too. Mm. You think there's something to it? We kind of uh, let our guard down a little and start hanging out, get a little social. Maybe. And Corey's like, Apex mood. You know, when we were younger, we always used to have to say, D&D mood. <laughs> don't, don't talk about anything except D&D in character. <laughs> So that's what we have to was do that, that your impersonation of me as a 12 year old um oh, that, no it was, was much higher pitch than that <laughs> squeaky <laughs> let's say that was right on for right now <laughs> okay i'm going back to my hiatus see you guys in five months i don't even but know Jack why i, I don't even know why i called this council of war before he gets more serious J- jack and i are sometimes just uh oh yeah your kids are doing this oh my too it's true and then we then we get attacked and we're like oh i think i didn't hear anything and it's because we were talking the whole time (laughs) right okay that might play into it a little bit okay guys so what do we have to do what are we going to do to become elite i hear you you're telling me i need to slow down be more conscientious of your guys's pace what i liked though that you took the lead and started uh giving us sort of some orders uh you know one of the games last night and did we win that game Jack was laughing, but I was like, oh, I was all in. I was like, 
I, we didn't I, win. I, we didn't win yeah. that one, but we did win the next one. <laughs> Actually, the one that we did, but when I did that, we did last a long time, and we had quite a few battles in that one. Yes, and there was a lot of communication going back and forth. Um, and I, I know that when like you and Chris uh, Furman and you know his son or whoever you uh, is the third person, you guys seem to like be uh, finding your place more, communicating a lot more. But it seems like somehow when the three of us are, you know, two of us are playing, it's more like we're racing to do something on our on our own than than really communicating and finding uh, positioning. Mm. So we'll have to try some different uh, strategies. I know some people go with like the death ball strategy where you're like you're like in the same room together, like not allowed to go yeah, right. farther. But other people are like they just kind of have an awareness and know that I can get there, you know, very quickly. And we we're definitely haven't done the death ball one. I think I mean, that's difficult uh, to, to, to pull off, but at least to be more aware of uh, where we are at all times and not too worried about the perfect loadout or whatever it is we get yeah. so excited to run around the map about. Well, I do think, especially with Furman, but in when I'm most successful in a team, it feels like the team has incredible battleground awareness. Like they're not just focused on what is happening right in front of them, but they're, they are at the same time paying very close attention to the little mini map and where their um, call, where their, clan mates are or their you know team is and you know the map itself the terrain and where they should move in the next second to have the best optimal right there's just like an incredible Mm -hmm. background awareness but i think that comes with just you know time and skill that's that's kind of a higher concept probably Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. any last thoughts on this guys yeah i think we just need to practice more so after this podcast we just need to hop on okay <laughs> send the kids off somewhere send them to the neighbors <laughs> oh wait you can't do that anymore oh uh, no, we sure can't dang oh well <laughs> that's why you bought him that's why you built him a playhouse and that's why chris got his kids ducks or chickens so they have someone that's to right. play with in, in the backyard chickens to entertain them <laughs> And now the chickens keep trying to come in the house to play. So <laughs> uh, are the kids letting them into the house to play? No, we have a screen door, which, of course, the kids, like, run through. So it has, like, a doggy door kind of opening now. And so they come and they, like, you know, they sit on the, the, the rail there and they're, like, looking in. Like, who wants to play with me? Nah. Nice. Okay, guys, we are hitting our 30-minute mark. So... This, I want to send out an invitation to anybody who's listening. Feel free to come and join our clan, GXG Nakama, which, Chris, in Japanese, what is it? It's like, it's like a close-knit group of uh, comrades. Yes. And you should spell Nakama. Is, N-A-K-A-M-A. So there you go. Uh, are you... I guess this is a question to ask after the podcast. But can you send <laughs> invites from your club to other people? Yeah, I'll tell you, Jack, you can. And that's why we're captains. <laughs> that's why you're captains of the club. I mean, and also because we're very awesome. It, well, but, that's uh, part of it, too. And ca- being a captain, you're allowed to invite other people to, to the, the squad. Oh, check that out. Look there you go. I'm, I'm a captain. <laughs> captain, oh, captain. Okay, guys, so um, next week, please, thank you for tuning in today. Next week, I will be doing it. Thanksgiving's coming. 
you're going to be stuck with fan. Well, you've been stuck with family that for the last six months. But regardless, if there is ever time to play an epic board game, epic meaning that it always lasts long and over two hours, I'm going to tell you what epic board game you should be playing in next week's podcast. Thanks for being here, Jack, Chris. I'll see you in. Uh, I'll see you at Olympus and uh, on yeah, on the battlefield, right? With our newfound success together, our, we have to break our karmic bounds, karmic bonds, which stop us from winning together. I feel inspired. Here we go. <laughs>